Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Empty Set Entertainment presents Slay. Created by Scott Sigler and Rob Otto. Performed by Scott Sigler. This story is intended for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. Howdy, junkie. This will be the last episode I record before Christmas 2023. So Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Joyful Kwanzaa, and of course, Festivus for the rest of us. I hope you get a chance to hang with loved ones, chill the hell out on your own, or a combo of both. It looks like the audiobook and ebook for Slay Season 1 will get pushed from our planned date of February 14th, 2024 to April 1st, 2024. That's right, it should be out on Sigler Ascension Day, the 16th anniversary of that wonderful day. In fact, I will keep you informed, of course. Another great way to stay informed of all the stuff I got going on is with our SMS texting. Text SIGTEXT to 855-955-5095, and we'll let you know when new stuff drops, when we launch a live stream, when there's books out, etc. That's 855-955-5095. Send the word SIGTEXT, S-I-G-T-E-X-T, one word, to sign up, and we throw you a 10% off coupon code for goodies you buy over at scottsigler.com slash store for your trouble. We don't text that much, and we keep them pretty small. Small texts from a small mind. Wait a minute. Scratch that. Forget that. Anyway, let's get you caught up on the story so far, and then we're going to jump right into our tale. Previously on Slay. Grandma told Lincoln and the gang of Billy's massive untapped power and that a dangerous mage named Vestinian wanted to kill Billy and take that power for himself. Grandma revealed that she had kept Billy small and frail so he would avoid getting into fights, as intense, excessive emotions might trigger Billy's latent ability in dangerous ways. Vestinian is also the person responsible for Magda's wounds, both physical and mental. He is the reason she quit the Bastion and her life as a Rixator. He is the reason for the crippling agoraphobia that keeps her trapped inside the old stone church. As Grandma tried to get Billy to come with her so she could train him, Billy grew angry that she had lied to him about who he truly was. As his fury blossomed out of control, his power overwhelmed him. About to burn up from the inside, Billy forced that power out and collapsed as flames filled the nave. And now, episode 39 of Slay. Magda yanked the flaming projection screen to the floor, singeing her fingers and hands. She waggled them hard to stave off the burning sensation, even as she stomped at the flickering flames. Ariella joined her, stomping as best as she could in her high heels. Dragon threw her little body into the fray, barrel rolling across the flames. 
Where the dog rolled, the fire went out. In seconds, their collective work extinguished the blaze. Smoke curled up from the blackened screen. Lincoln kicked at bits of fire rising up from the ruined lawn chairs. Grandma was on her knees, Billy's head cradled in her lap. Yellow mist seeped from her, crawled up the walls, and wafted along the old wood of the nave's peaked ceiling, protecting them from the ruby-red flames that had burst from Billy's mouth, eyes, and ears. Billy did not move. Magda rushed to Grandma's side. Is he all right? He will be. Grandma wiped sweat from Billy's forehead. He needs to cool off. So much for the last of the knave's furniture. Only the beer pong table remained unscathed, probably because Grandma had been standing right in front of it. Heat had crisped the carofactor worms on Billy's hands and fingers. That didn't seem to be a problem, as his wounds there had mostly healed. Lincoln hopped over, slapping at the smoke rising up from his right boot. What the fuck was that shit? He knelt, put a hand on Billy's shoulder. How is he? Dragon shot between Magda and Grandma, bounded onto Billy, and furiously started licking his face. Billy winced, squinted against the surprise assault. Magda gently grabbed Dragon and stood. The pup's long black fur wasn't smoldering or scorched. Being fireproof was one of Dragon's perks. The little dachshunds squirmed and kicked, trying to reach out and lick Billy's face some more. What? What happened? I was so hot. He still was, at least on the outside. The scrawny boy was no more. Billy was as tall as Link, his body now thick with muscle that strained at the singed Simpsons pajamas she had loaned him. You got angry, Grandma said to him. I told you before, that's why I kept you small, so you wouldn't get into fights that might make you lose control of your power, like you just did. What a crock. Magda knew Billy lost control of his power because he had no idea how much he possessed, or how to use it. He should have been trained from a young age. Grandma hadn't done that. She had cheated Billy out of knowing who he really was. Magda didn't buy Grandma's explanation, and from the expression on Billy's face, neither did he. He reached a hand up to Lincoln. Lincoln took it, pulled Billy to his feet. I'm so sorry, Billy said. Sorry about the screen and the furniture and stuff. I didn't know I could do any of that. Y'all could have been hurt. Or worse. Maybe it's best if I just go with Grandma. Billy looked like a man, sure, but inside he was still the same scared, confused person he had been only an hour before. I told you you can stay, and I meant it, Lincoln said. We'll get this figured out, kid. That's right, Magda said. We'll help you. Billy met her eyes, stared at her like he couldn't believe what she had said. Mags, for real? If Estinian's after me, I, I can't control myself. That might bring him here. Which would be the worst thing Magda could imagine. Since Vestinian's protector had cut her over and over again, this church was the only place she felt safe. She would never forget the sensation of the Umatakan's claws sliding down her cheek. If Billy left, there was no threat of Vestinian coming to take his power. If Billy left, 
Magda wouldn't have to risk facing the mage again. And yet, there was something about Billy. Magda had long ago abandoned her Rixator ways and her Rixator oath, but the reason she had taken that oath in the first place was not something she could casually toss aside. She had dedicated her life to protecting people, and Billy needed protection. This is your home now, little peen, Magda said. It's up to you. Ariella stepped in, slid an arm around Billy's waist, gave him a comforting side hug. We'll stand by you, she said. Magda's right. This is your home. Before the fire burst, Ariella had wanted him and Grandma both gone. Why had she changed her mind? Maybe because of Billy's confusion and heartbreaking, transparent vulnerability. You had it right the first time, Ariella, Grandma said. You are fools, all four of you. Dragon let out a yip. All five of you, Grandma said. If my grandson don't get training, he'll blow up again. And next time, I won't be here to hold his energy at bay. I'll train him, Lincoln said. A curl of lemon-yellow mist rose up from Grandma's eyes. He needs training in meshwork, she said. Not that bullshit, ham-fisted punching and cutting y'all do. Bunch of thugs is what you are. You think teaching him to use a pointy object to poke holes in people will protect him from Bastinian? Lincoln forced a smile. I'll teach him self-control. That's what he needs first and foremost, right? To manage anger and aggression? If anyone could teach those things, it was Lincoln Franks. He had rage inside of him, untapped depths of violence. But the man spent most of his time closed up like an emotional clam. You are a piece of shit, Franks, Grandma said. The Bastion ain't perfect, but they try to do good work and protect the most people possible. You, you kill for money. You're damn right he does, Ariella said. And he needs to get back to that job pronto. She tapped the back of her wrist, miming a watch. Didn't you say you needed to haul ass out of here before Vestinian tracks you to this place and gets his mitts on Billy? Grandma's harsh attitude ebbed some. Yeah, you're right. She nodded. The more I think about it, Billy's better off without me. Stepped closer to Billy and took his hands. She looked up at the young man. I did what I had to do to keep you safe. I wish I could stay in Lumency with you. I wish I could teach you. But the best thing I can do for now is to lure Vestinian away. I love you, William, baby. Magda knew Billy's world had been turned upside down. He looked the part. Where are you going to go, Grandma? To your brother's place in Tennessee you told me about? For the first time, Grandma smiled. It changed her face. Seemed to change everything about her. I'm afraid that was a lie, too, she said. We don't have family in Tennessee. You're the only family I got, William Baby, and I'm the only family you got. She glanced at Lincoln, at Ariella, at Magda, and Dragon. The only biological family, anyway. Billy let go of Grandma's hands. He took a step back. We don't have family, he said. You lied to me about that, too? 
Grandma's brief moment of softness dissipated. Her hard-edged scowl returned. Life is a bitch, she said. Get used to people lying to you, William Baby. These well-meaning people will do it someday, too. Everyone lies. Everyone. She faced Magda. You take care of my grandson, she said. I don't trust Franks as far as I can throw him, but you... I heard about your days with the Bastion. You take care of my grandson. You hear? Magda stroked Dragon's black fur. Yes, ma'am, she said. I'll do my best. Grandma nodded once, let out a little humph as she did. Good. I'll hold you to it. William, baby, I will call you when I'm settled. I don't know when that'll be. You be smart. You be calm. Time for me to go. With that, Grandma left the nave. Magda, Billy, Lincoln, and Ariella stood in silence for a moment. All right, let's get down to business, Ariella said. Get some chairs in here. We need to talk about what comes next. Dragon, fetch my necklace. The dachshund let out a yip, then lurched out of Magda's arms and sprinted from the nave, her little claws scrabbling against the tile floor. In the climate-ravaged world of 2072, the city of Pura stands as a miraculous green haven. Pura is a geoengineered paradise that protects its fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods, and droughts. In a time when the world outside is unsafe, it's vital for Pura's existence that people rally behind the purpose of the city, and Demetria Lopez, head of the city's public relations, tirelessly promotes its idyllic image. But when she stumbles on a dark secret that, if exposed, would be the downfall of Pura's existence, she must decide who and what she's willing to protect. From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, The Last City stars actors Ray Seahorn, Jeannie Tirado, and Maury Sterling. Follow The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. 
And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Ariella used the hem of her dress to wipe drool from her turquoise necklace. Can you train a dog not to spit so much? This is disgusting. No, Lincoln said. You can't train a dog to drool less. Or a dragon. Just be happy she found it. Grandma had sent Ariella's necklace flying. Lincoln wasn't surprised dragon had tracked it down. The dog loved to play fetch. Maybe that was why dragon had taken to Billy so quickly. Lincoln hadn't played fetch with her in a long time. He hadn't paid much attention to her at all, really. He should have. He'd been too busy chasing bounties, or popping pills, or getting high, or drinking whatever rot-gut booze was available. He knew he needed to back off in the various substances, but not now. What was the point? Bills to pay, an agoraphobic roommate, his son trapped in the purgatory known as The Shelf, two new housemates, his dad in a nursing home, and now the need to help Billy, and to avoid drawing the attention of Vistinian. Having a few drinks here and there was the least of Lincoln's worries. Ariella slid the necklace over her head. Disgusting, she said. Billy walked into the nave, one hand carrying Ariella's office chair, the other bought the mall's big binder of bounties. The Blackford dachshund pranced along at his heels, her little tongue dangling. Stop talking mean about Dragon, Billy said. You'll make her feel bad. She found your necklace, didn't she? He handed the binder to Ariella. An hour earlier, he probably would have stumbled under the weight of the old steel case rotating chair. Now, he set the heavy thing down as if it weighed no more than the half-melted lawn chairs. The new Billy tried to keep a stiff upper lip but he wasn't good at it. Had to be hard to realize everything he'd ever known was a lie. Come on, kid, Lincoln said. Lighten up. It's always darkest before the dawn, right? In reply, Billy sat cross-legged on the floor. Or, at least, he tried to. Old Billy had often sat like that, but old Billy had been a foot shorter and some 80 pounds lighter. New Billy opted for sitting with his back to a wall. Dragon ran up onto his shoulders, sprung off, did a circle around his feet, and repeated the process. The pup's energy knew no limit. Magda walked into the nave, carrying the rolling stool from her basement workshop. She set it down next to the ruins of the projection screen. Let's get at it, she said. Ariella sat in her chair. She crossed her legs and opened the binder made of tanned human skin. Her black stockings and black heels made Lincoln forget what they were about to discuss. Billy needs a trainer, 
Ariella said. I'll work on it. For now, though, we have accounts, too. Kelly Stroman needs to be paid for the security work he will do here. That's not cheap. We need to replace the furniture in the nave. We're behind on contract payments, and we owe Bingles triple scale for the cleanup job. First and foremost, though, we need to make a payment of treasure to Kalista. Oh, right. That was what they needed to discuss. Keeping Samuel safe on the shelf. Of course, a hot pair of legs should distract Lincoln from that, because he was such an amazing father. Lincoln saved Kalista's ass, Billy said. Didn't he? Why don't you just let his boy go? New Billy might be bigger than old Billy, but they were equally naive. Because Kalista is a bitch, Ariella said. A self-serving, heartless, criminal, demon bitch. We found the loophole that means Lincoln isn't a pet assassin anymore. She's so petty, she won't give up one ounce of the treasure she gets instead. Venom and bile in those words, and not just because Kalista had not released Sam. Kalista had put a contract on Ariella's head. Lincoln still didn't know their backstory. He needed to find out soon. But only after he started to make things right by his son. I want to go after Teddy Two Fingers, Lincoln said. Someone's kidnapping enlightened kids. We need to stop him. Teddy took Sam. Teddy put Sam on the shelf. Teddy was the reason Lincoln signed an oppressive contract with Kalista to keep Sam safe. I'm down with that plan, Magda said. If enlightened upper crust like Kelly Stroman wants to hire bodyguards to protect their kids, taking out the kidnapper will buy us a lot of goodwill. Goodwill for the business, sure, but that wasn't the real reason Magda backed Lincoln's play. Even though she couldn't bring herself to leave the Old Stone Church, she loved Sam and wanted payback as much as Lincoln did. Well, almost as much. No one knows if it's Teddy Two Fingers, Ariella said. Lincoln, I need you to focus on business, not revenge. He felt a flare of fury. He wanted to tell Ariella it wasn't her call to make, wanted to scream that at her. Lincoln glanced at Billy, sitting with his back to the wall, his head hung, and a long-haired dachshund using his shoulders like a jungle gym. If the kid had to control himself, Lincoln would do the same. Fine, Lincoln said. Who do you want me to kill next? Because, besides killing, what else was he good for? Ariella flipped open the binder. There's the kabooter in camping, she said. No one's brought it in yet. Word is the tarantula monkey thing protecting it is bad news. Let's wait on that pair. She flipped a page. This is the one I want. She held up the binder for all to see. Lincoln groaned. He hated the undead. The fuck is that? Billy asked. Is that a, that a skeleton with a pimp robe and a dope-ass crown? It's a lich, Ariella said. A lich is a wizard, a mage, who uses magic powers to cheat death. Looks like the cover of a rap album done by goth white kids, Billy said. Is that ugly-ass thing here in Lumencia? It's in Virginia, Ariella said. In Lynchburg. A lich in Lynchburg. Of course it was. Liches are tough, Lincoln said. Isn't there anything easier I can get to cover the next payment to Kalista? 
There are a few decent bounties, Ariel said. A mummy in Marietta, a troglodyte in Topeka, and a, a demon in Dayton. But those don't have the same kind of payout. The Lich's crown alone will cover Kalista's next three payments. That'll buy us six weeks. And the Lich might have gold, which we could use. Three payments. Six weeks. Lincoln could protect Sam. Maybe find some time to hunt down Teddy Two Fingers. And there's more, Ariela said. The Lich might have an ear cuff. If you see it, make sure you get it. It could be important. Lincoln looked at the sketched picture on the binder page. A jewel-dotted piece of metal wrapped around the Lich's right ear. I'll keep my peepers open for it, Lincoln said. What does it do? Ariella pressed her lips into a thin line. Probably nothing. It's not a weapon it can use against you, if that's what you're thinking. Trust me, Lincoln. Just get it. Well, wasn't this mysterious? Whatever. As long as it wasn't something he had to watch out for, he did not care. Liches used dark, undead meshwork. Nasty stuff. He had killed them before, but that was when he'd had Magda at his side. It was dangerous to fight them alone, but Magda couldn't help him. Ariella had courage, but she wasn't capable of this type of work. And as for Billy, they couldn't risk him losing his temper, possibly letting out a burst of meshwork big enough to put him on the magical radar. Big enough for Vestinian to catch wind. Lincoln would do what needed to be done. All right, I'm in, he said. I'll leave tonight. He looked to Magda, wishing she could get over her shit, wishing she could armor up and go out with him again, just like the old times. But she could not. He knew it. She knew it, too. Magda stood and picked up her stool. I'll prep your weapons and armor, she said. Billy, you want to help? Billy shrugged. Sure, why not? Come on, dragon. You have been listening to Slay, created by Scott Sigler and Rob Otto, performed by Scott Sigler. Copyright 2024, Empty Set Entertainment. For more info on Scott Sigler, his novels, short stories, and podcasts, visit scottsigler.com. Theme music is the song They're Watching Me by the band Super Weapon. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story. Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. 
as Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast. Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. 